Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Welcome back, everyone, to the sixth Aspire Mailbag with my good friend, the COO and co-founder of the Teach Better team, Jeff Gargis, the master of Zoom. <laughs> Uh, oh, that I get that because I did a reaction and you're like, whoa, like <laughs> you just did a thumbs up and blew my mind. So. I love it. So that reminds me if I can share a quick little story, fun story, because you, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary yeah, V, right? And you know, obviously I do. I was, I was on my run today and I'm listening to this one of his weekly V's and it was a audio from him and his team. And they were on Zoom. And he's like talking about how he loves seeing them. And he's like, yeah, but I, I, this is driving me nuts because I can't. I, there's two of you I can't see. I know you're there, but like the top of my screen doesn't show me. And then one guy's like, oh, if you hit gallery view and he hits it and Gary like flips the, <laughs> yes. you know what, out and just <laughs> cursing like crazy, like freaking out happy. He's like, this is the most amazing thing ever because he got the gallery view. You can see him and stuff. That's yes. that's what kind of happened right now with that reaction. I put a thumbs Pretty up. Pretty much was my reaction. Yeah. It's the little things in life you have to enjoy, Josh. Of course. It really is. So. So for those who may have <laughs> never listened to us, we have reached out to the listeners and asked for leadership questions <laughs> via Twitter, Instagram, and Boxer. And in the past episodes, we've answered five questions. And so we're going to try and keep to that format. But I want to offer up a question first because I know you're getting this a lot in your Facebook Lives on, with the Teach Better team. And I know I've gotten a lot of questions about this. But mental health, obviously, we are staying home, working from home. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are trying to figure out what to do to stay healthy mentally. So what are you doing right now to keep that balance and to make sure that you are being emotionally stable? Yeah, I think you. for me, it's uh, it's running. So I'm running. I'm training for a marathon. So that's helping me. The fact that I was already sort of on a training regimen and stuff, but getting out that allows me that's something that i'm allowed to get out of the house for right you still about my laws i'm still very careful when i'm running if i'm running where other people are i'm keeping space and paying attention to that to keep the distance in but getting out just getting out for a walk could be big i went yesterday like yesterday morning i just took my daughter out and we just walked for you know a mile or something it wasn't even a mile i think so it's really whatever you whatever it is for you i mean there's a million you know videos you can do yoga you can do you know relaxation thing you know meditation type stuff if that's what it is for you but then i think there's also a big piece that's really really important and that's getting connected connecting with people we're in a world right now where we are fortunate enough to have the technology available not everyone, but for a good majority of us, there's the technology available where we can reach out. We can do a video conference. Um, we could have this interaction. If you can't get to video because maybe your internet isn't high enough quality to where a video is going to work, just a phone call. I don't know if anybody remembers how to use that, but it's an app on your phone that allows you to call people. It's really <laughs> cool, um, right? Because we're so used to texting or whatever, but yeah. But taking it to one step, you know, one step further and, and having some sort of interaction with people, reaching out to people you haven't talked to in a while, I think that's really, really important in sharing how you're feeling and how you're stressed and stuff. Um, and I think a huge piece, Sarah Johnson said this yesterday morning, um, which was April 1st in our Facebook Live, in our, in our Facebook group. Um, and Sarah said, I'm trying to phrase, I'm not going to phrase this well, Sarah, but she was talking about how setting up your morning routine right now is more important than ever because you can wake up and flip on the news and jump on social media and get just bombarded by just 
the negativity of what we're dealing with and yep. the the unknowns and the cases are up to this number now and deaths are up to this number now and people are mad and we're not allowed to go anywhere and that can then take control of how the tone of your day is going to go versus you setting a routine of how you're going to wake up and how you're going to connect with people, how what you're going to listen to, what you're going to put in your ears to be positive and set the tone. I think that's a huge one I thought was just brilliant. I mean, no surprise coming from Sarah, but yeah, um, I think it's, I think it's just important to be a, to, to pay attention to your mental health mm -hmm. and whatever it takes for you to be a little more you, I think is really, really crucial. Routines, are, I, I think are really, really important right now. Some sort of structure, whether it's just the morning or whatever, um, I think is really important. So, how are you doing with it, Josh? Well, I've got a I've got an amazing family and a million kids, so I am never <laughs> bored. That's for sure. <laughs> Plenty after, of exercise, huh? Yes, getting a lot of exercise. <laughs> but I think just to kind of mirror some of the things that you're talking about, I think exercise is huge. Eating the right way is huge. Getting enough mm -hmm. sleep, but then also you know having those routines. I think we had in our one of our boxer groups, you had talked about like getting up in the morning taking a shower, getting ready, just like you are going yep. to work and making sure that you are in the mindset of this is where I'm going. If you're in your pajamas and you're <laughs> trying to do work, you're probably not going to be in the best mind frame to, to really be actively engaged in what you need to get done. That's huge. I want to touch on a piece of that if I, if I can interrupt you because I've seen a lot of it. And it's always in good fun and joking stuff about the whole business on top, party on the bottom, wearing mm -hmm. sweatpants stuff. I'm going to tell you right now, I've been working at home for 10, almost 15 years now. And I can, I can promise you, you may not feel it yet, but you are different when you've got pajamas on bottom. Yep. Like you are very well aware of your mental state internally. You know that you're fooling the person on the other end and that you're not actually full blown into business. And that will affect you. You may not feel it. You may not necessarily feel for a while, whatever. But so I, I'm telling you, get dressed. Like whatever your dress is. I mean, I, you know, a lot of times my daily is normally a hoodie. So like I get fully dressed. I'm, you know, I'm always up. So I think that's really, really important. I stand by that 100. percent But I, yeah. which by the way, just so everyone's aware, when I first started early on working at home, and there was Zoom, and uh, I don't have a Zoom, but video meetings were still a thing. Um, a while in, I used to do that. Yeah. And then I had one or two times where I accidentally forgot and I got up to like reach for something and my potential client saw that I was not wearing pants. I was in shorts or right. boxers or something. So, you know, there's that thing too. But yep. yeah, I think that's a big point that the routine of, of, of figuring out how to start your day, right? So most definitely. I think uh, getting out and being active too. Like I live yes. in Zoom right now with our meetings. So I'm used to being on a <clears> campus <throat> where I'm walking and getting thousands of steps yeah. in a day. And now I'm I'm bound to a desk um, for eight to ten hours a day, more yeah. like ten. Um, and so, in between <clears> Zoom <throat> meetings, what I've been trying to do is get up, be active, move around, and then, like you said, I've actually been taking my daughter and my two oldest kids on walks every single day. Um, nice. if it's not raining, just to you know go around the block a couple times, you know, and get that movement, get that yep. blood flowing, so that I'm in a better state of mind and getting that blood flowing because when you're stagnant, you just are gone for the day. It doesn't matter how oh, much coffee you try yeah. to drink. <laughs> There's doctors all over the world that, that have declared that sitting like working at a computer all day is the new smoking. Yep. It's just as bad for you. You said something in the mix of what you were saying about eating healthy. Yep. And that is one so hard to do when you're quarantined. Cause you're just like, Oh, I'm home. I'm always, you know, but also like you're like, you just mentioned like you're not moving as much. Mm -hmm. You're not running around a campus right now all day, never in your office because you're always bouncing around. So yep. 
the amount of movement that you're not doing now because your day to day where you normally you bouncing from classroom to classroom, you're just bouncing from Zoom meeting to Zoom meeting. Yep. You are you're physically not doing as much. So that's hurting your health. So then if you're also gorging yourself on snacks and not doing that, like that's gonna hurt you as well. So if you're someone who's not working right now and just has, you know, time to be at home and your thoughts and you might be diving into Netflix, which then dives into snacks. I mean, yeah, that's something to really, really pay attention to, I think. Yeah. Um be aware of that by the way if you need to go on a walk in the rain and your kids my daughter has this awesome like unicorn um <laughs> raincoat that when it rains it changes colors That's pretty cool. so we walked in the rain I, I had an umbrella and she was like no i want the rain to hit me dad i want it. and then we sat there and, like we took a video of her spinning around and looking at it so that was how we got around that so. <laughs> all right so kind of on the same line of thinking um obviously with everyone being at home and doing distance learning. Um, this question is from Jeff Kubiak, a good friend of both of ours. Kubiak, yes. What's and up, Kubiak? He was a speaker at the Teach Better Conference. Yeah, he was. He's got a fantastic book, and um, you can find yeah. him on Twitter at Jeffrey Kubiak. And his question is, what is one way that leaders can ensure equitable practices for students and staff during these uncharted times? Mm. big question big question important question um and you know just on live with chad ostrowski my co-founder after he moderated our master chat and we talked i can't remember how we got there but we talked quite a bit and there was a lot of comments going on in our comment section too about how whole situation is really putting a highlight and a focus on the equity issue mm -hmm. and although we all know it's there like it's just highlighting it right now yeah. and the the hope is that it brings the conversation more to the forefront than it has been so that we can continue to try and figure out ways to get around it. I don't know if you can ensure it right now. I think that's the word. Like, I don't know if you can ensure equitable practices in students. I think the biggest thing right now is you can ensure that you're paying attention to it, that you are being as aware of it as you possibly can, that you're digging into it to really figure out where those gaps are and you're digging and you're researching and you're talking and you're asking questions and you're listening and you're researching some more and you're trying to figure out how can I at least try to fix it? How can I at least attempt to do it? How can I make it a little bit better? Um, I, I think given your, like you got to have a little bit of grace to the fact that I don't know if we can ensure it, yeah. but what we can do is ensure that we're, we're focusing on it, that we're paying attention to it and that we're letting those, the people that are in less equitable situations know that we're, that we see them, know that we're aware of them and know that we're trying our best to fix them and listen to them. I think that's, that's the key right now, mm -hmm. but that, yeah, that's a big one. Cause that is a huge issue right now. It is showing like it never has, yeah. which I, I like to focus on a positive. I think in the end will be a positive because I think we're going to be forced to, to either put things in place, try to put things in place or have conversations about how we can try to fix it for the future. We can't hide from it for sure. I mean, it's, no, it's, yeah, no way it's there and we gotta, we gotta acknowledge it. And then once we acknowledge it, then we can put things in place to, to try and make it as equitable as possible. Um, I, I am, I agree. I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck on that word. Ensure. I think we can ensure that we're going to do our best in finding the needs you know, I'm just yeah. thinking about my own district and, you know, we've we've given out thousands and thousands of Chromebooks and other forms of technology, you know, like partnerships too. I know there's partnerships with internet companies, um, yep. hotspots all over um, the city to, to try and make sure that everybody has access to internet. Mm -hmm. So I, I know that a lot of districts around the country are, are trying to, you know, be innovative 
to make sure that they're doing their very best to make it as equitable as possible. I mean, it's been really great to see a lot of the internet providers offer that. Um, a lot of them have offered upgrades to the higher speeds with no no increased charge. They've offered at least uh, like the minimal or whatever yep. um, speed with no setup fee, no starts for those in low income. Um, you have the ability to put out the Chromebooks. Um, I've seen, I know like AT&T and a few others have lifted their data restrictions on phones because sometimes that's the only way to do it. I, I think the thing that keeps getting me is like we can do that and you could have the internet, you could have the Chromebook, you could have the food option, you could have all that, but but is the environment inequitable even? No. Like, you know I mean, because yeah. you got a student who the only stable environment they have is while they're at school. Like yeah. you can't fix that right now. You can't. The best thing you can do is to be there for them virtually to give them opportunities to connect with you so they can feel that, that little bit of a stable, that stable point in their life. Um, so again, I think it, it comes back to like, you can ensure one thing and that is that you're aware of it and that you're doing everything you can. I think that's, that's the key. So yep. that's a tough one. Good question though, Jeff. Great question. All right. So this one is from Kyle Hamstra and you can find him on Twitter at, at Kyle Hamstra and his, Sup, question, Kyle. his question is, what would be your top three teach better takeaways for aspiring administrators and why? That is a good question. The first thing that popped my head is always be learning because that's just what our whole teach better message is, right? All the time is better today, better tomorrow. And I think if you, if you want to be a leader, you have to continue to be learning. And then if you want to be a good leader, you have to be continually learning as well. A second one that goes into that, sort of the same thing, is learn to love failure. Learn to love mistakes. I was having this conversation with my daughter today. My daughter's in kindergarten. She suffers from very high anxiety and was beating herself up to the point of not being able to speak to us because she forgot to put a punctuation at the end of the comment that she left in her Google Classroom today. And we spent some time talking about all the mistakes we make on a daily basis and, and going through that. And I think that just leads up more and more. And it's funny because as a leader, like you have to be, you have to be ready, willing, and excited to, to make mistakes and learn from them so that not only because that's how you learn and grow, but also so that you're modeling that for your staff and for whoever you are leading um, so that they understand that one, they should be doing the same. And that two, You've got their back because you understand they're going to do that and you want them to learn. You want them to grow. So I think that's a good one. Mm -hmm. And number three, I think sort of ties in similar to the same, but um, ties in with both the risk and learning, but also, or I'm sorry, the, the, the failure and learning mistakes. And it's that taking risk and being willing to take risk. Um, and be willing to allow your staff and your team to take risks. And then one thing that I always say, and I try and tell teachers when they're like, well, I'm worried, what if I do this? And it bombs, whatever. My th thing has always been, if you are doing what you believe is right for your students, whether it goes great or bombs out, you should be able to sleep well at night mm -hmm. as long as your focus is always on that. So I think that something that we've always had and something very on, early on that I told Chad and that I tell the team is that, if we are constantly focused on making every decision that we make as a company with the end goal in mind of helping students learn more and be better, then I can sleep at night, whether we're making a lot of money or whether we end up going under. I can sleep at night if we're doing that. And I think as a leader, you, you've got to be able to lay your head on a pillow and know that you're doing what's right for kids um, and going forward. So there's my three. That's off the cuff. So awesome. I hope that I hope that gives Kyle what he wants. 
So you're a Teach Better Network speaker, Josh. I mean, interesting to hear your takeaway. I don't know if you, you don't need to do three, but do you have another one to add like from your angle? It's a little bit different angle than mine. Yeah. When I talk to aspiring leaders, I always start off with activate. And, and I use that word because it's something where like body and mind, you have to activate your mind. It, it's mm-hmm. a shift, right? To go from a teacher to an administrator, or really a teacher to any additional role. Um, that you're aspiring for. So I, I get kind of frustrated when I have folks come and say like, oh, I want to be a leader. And then you don't see them for months. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. you can say you want to be a leader, but you're not really doing anything to make that happen. You're not actually yourself to get the experience and yeah. um, to find a mentor and to do all these things that you need to do to, to get to that next level. And yeah. for me, I always get frustrated because when I made the decision that I wanted to be an administrator, you couldn't push me out of the office <laughs> like yeah. going to get as much knowledge as possible and as much experience as possible and i was going to do that every single day and i was just mm-hmm. determined and that's the mindset that you need to have because like you said you're you're going to be taking risks you're going to you're going to fail like that's just part of the process you're going to be experiencing things you never thought you ever <laughs> in your wildest dreams ever would experience <laughs> i've <laughs> I've had, you know, just crazy, insane stories that I won't tell on there. But my point being is like, you need to, you need to activate every single day and know that you're doing it for, for a higher calling. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're not going to do it for the money. You're not going to do it for the glory. There's a lot of days where you're just like, why am I doing this? And when you, when at the end of the day, you got to understand like you are a servant and you are doing something bigger than you'll ever realize, you know, in the end of the journey. So if you're not activating, you're not going out there every single day with passion, then you're not aspiring to be a leader. I love that. I love activate. I love that as the word. So that's it's a tough. great question. Kyle. You should like totally host a podcast about leadership. <laughs> I think you'd be great, man. If you didn't get the passion from my voice right there, I'm, I'm like all fired up now. I'm like sweating and I'm like ready to go. Okay. I lost track of what number. I think we're on question number four. Sure. That sounds good. Yeah. This one's from Ivan Tamayo. Yeah. Ivan, thank you. Ivan's awesome. He uh given us many shout outs on Twitter. His Twitter handle is Estebantam, and that's E-S-T-E-B-A-N-T-A-M. And his question is, how do you promote conversations to build positive relationships? I don't know if this is going to sound too simple, but have them. And I'm wondering if maybe he's, he's thinking more of, of how do you promote your, the rest of your team to have those. And I think that, again, yeah. goes to having them. But I also think maybe having them, but also having conversations with your team about how powerful conversations are mm-hmm. uh, and encouraging them to have conversations. And then looking for opportunities to connect your team and encourage those conversations so maybe that's you know some sort of team building thing that isn't corny but that works or maybe that's just brainstorming sessions where everything's fair game and everything's free of judgment or uh, maybe it's just partnering up you know with projects that allow them that acquire them or uh, initiate them in conversations um but i think it starts with you leading to just having conversations constantly that are positive that are all about relationships that aren't about the work you're doing but are about how are you doing how is your family how is that thing that you were doing with last week how can i help you what's going on how did the team do last week like whatever getting to know you know what they are chad always says have a thousand conversations about nothing 
Yep. And he's talking about students, but it's the same with your team, right? Get to know them and actually get to know them. I used to always have this saying that I said in another life of mine where I used to joke that one of the one of the leaders that I followed, um, who was a great leader, but just very different mentality as I used to say, you know, you have conversations with people because the book tells you to. I have conversations with people because I really hope that I can connect with them. Little things like it, for this particular example, it was, you know, an older couple in the store that we ran. It was like, you have conversations with them because the book says you should, because it's good service. I have a conversation with them because I'm hoping that maybe I remind them of the grandson that they don't get to see. Right. And so that that's an intentional thing in my life that I try to have this purposeful thing. So when you're having these conversations, if you really want them to be positive and actually build relationships, they have to be authentic. And it may not be your natural DNA to have those conversations. You may have to work on that. And that may take a little bit before you get there, but eventually you get to where you're passionate about it. And you're no longer just asking everyone about the weather. Right. But instead, you're asking them about their dog because you realize that they love their dog more than anything. You're asking about their their new, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend or their new spouse that they just got married or their wedding plans or that thing that's going on in their life. But I think being authentic with them and then from there, encouraging them to have conversations and then finding opportunities for you to bring your team together to have open conversations, I mm -hmm. think, is how I would go about that. Yep. I did not think I was going to be able to ramble quite that much on that, but it's <laughs> a good question, Ivan. Yeah, it is a good question. I'm, I, I could go in a couple different directions with this question because I, I guess I'm with you on I don't know quite the direction he's asking about. But I, the first thing that came to my mind is I had a teacher before spring break coming to my office and she was having a difficult time with a couple coworkers and as far as they she thought she had a positive relationship and somehow it went south, and so we actually had to like go through and model or I modeled. What, what does that conversation look like? Mm -hmm. Kind of pinpoint this was interpreted this way and actually like walk through a conversation sure. um, so that if going forward, moving forward, she could have those conversations and, and maybe change the relationship with her coworkers. If it's promoting conversations, relationships with students, I mean, that's something where we're trying to work with our teachers all the time on relationship circles. And um, even like right now with distance learning, like getting on Zoom, connecting with your kids, don't ask them about school. <laughs> like find any way to get them to you know talk about themselves and talk about um, mm -hmm. what they enjoy and what what are they doing while they're you know doing distance learning at home um, when they're taking breaks and so I mean I think giving those opportunities but then also modeling what that is um, even with like with students you're gonna have to model what those expectations are to yeah. have positive and healthy relationships a kid doesn't come in knowing those and most often doesn't possess those skills. So just as much as we're teaching math or science, we're going to have to teach how to have conversations and how to be respectful and um, how to have um, positive relationships. So I think it doesn't matter if it's a kid or an adult. As a leader, you should be out there teaching those skills. Absolutely. So Ivan, let us know if we, if we hit on what you were hoping for. If not, redirect us via a tweet and we can, we can readdress it again. So. Most definitely. Hopefully you got something out of that. All right. You ready for the last question? Let's do it. This is coming from someone you may know. Okay. Ray Hewitt just messaged me. She Never wants to heard know, her. Who is she? She wants to know who's your favorite Teach Better team member. <laughs> <laughs> she would ask that. What does that have to do with the leadership, Ray? Come on now. Oh, man. I don't get enough of her on, on, on Teach Better Talk podcast, so... She, she, that literally must have just come through, huh? It did um, just come through. <laughs> so she's asking me and her, huh? Wow. Yeah. She's not going to like the answer. Well, she'll probably, <laughs> but she, she, however, she'll probably agree with it. What's it's, that? I, I'm going to say, uh, and I think I answer this differently every time, but uh, I'm saying Michelle. 
And a lot of you, if you do, if you are listening, you do, if you're familiar with Tim, you probably don't know Michelle. Uh, Michelle's our administrative assistant, administrative wizard, whatever you want to call her. She's um, a and she is, she just holds us all together. So um, <laughs> she, she, you know, her face isn't on camera and stuff like that ever, but she is um, the glue that holds us up to all together. I actually have known Michelle since long before. Oh, it's just better actually trained her at a whole other job and then stole her. Uh, and uh, well, actually, she were actually I lie. She actually was my admin for a while in, in a previous business, and then and then eventually came and started working with us, and then then we stole her. Um, but she is, and I think Ray would agree that she should be everyone's favorite at this point. So, <laughs> so since we're talking about teach better, whoa, 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 wait a minute there, Mister Stamper, you don't get to get out of that one without answering it. <laughs> Well, I would say the guy that's on with me right now, Mr. Oh, that's such a cop out. (laughs) I I mean, it's the truth. It's a pleasure of talking with each week, which is the obviously the highlight of my week. If we're oh man, Ray is burning up right now. She's so (laughs) mad at you right now. You don't even know. You're about to feel her wrath. It's going to be incredible. See, it was a two part. See, I got a reaction out of you, and I know I will get. It was. It was totally. Yeah, it was was a trap. 100 a trap from her. She's she was throwing out there because we've had conversations. Anytime we like highlight people on Teach Better Talk, which we do every now and then. She always tries to claim, like, I think we had a conversation about you at some point. I think it was you we talked about. And, like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I think I might have. Because I'm like, I think you probably bet, like, 80% are probably Team Ray. But I think, Josh, I think he's, she's, he's Team uh, Jeff. And she did not believe me. So, go. Eat your heart out, Ray. All right. So, let's talk about Teach Better, though, real quick. Because sure. you guys, and I, I'm so glad that you talked about Sarah Johnson. Because I just watched that, I, I wanted to say, episode on Facebook today and it was fantastic sir john she's so awesome yes just an amazing job honored to call her a friend <clears throat> but the facebook live drop-ins you guys are doing that each morning and they are extremely powerful and i know a lot of people are getting value out of that so for those who may not know what that's all about what is the facebook live drop-ins when everything started happening and school started shutting down we, we sat down we said okay we need to shift everything 100 percent to support we've always been focused on that but we went what else can we do what can we increase? What else can we do? So we, we put together, you know, a new course by virtual, you know, virtual classrooms. We created a whole bunch of new downloads that we put out and it shifted the way, our, you know, the, the themes of our blog post and shifted the themes of the mastery chats and all those things. And we said, what else can we do? And Ray says, I think we need to go live in our, our private Facebook group every, every day, Monday through Friday in the morning, start everything off. We're like, all right, sounds good. So uh, that's what it is. So uh, every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, at 8 a.m. Eastern time, which would be 7 a.m. Central time uh, over on our private Facebook group, which is free to get into. You can go to teachbettergroup.com. They'll take you there or go to Facebook and just search Teach Better Team and we'll get you in there. That's a great group just in general, regardless of these um, with, I think we're right around the 4,000 mark of educators from literally all over the world and a great place to go collaborate, get help, vent, whatever you need, great support piece. But what we're doing is we're going live every morning at, like I said, 8 a.m. Eastern uh, typically about 40 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, sometimes we have someone on with us. Sometimes just one of us from the team going over something. Sometimes we have some, we're, we've a couple of days where we've had some very specific, maybe topics or themes to talk about. Mm-hmm. And others we just let it go. Um, but what we found is a lot of teachers are loving it that it's sort of like a part of their morning structure now. It's part of their morning routine. Uh, it's a great place they can come. You can jump in there and ask questions in the comments and we'll get it. Uh, this morning I was live with our, our good friend, John Sowash, and we yeah. were just diving into his brain, you know, cause he's such a um, expert Excellent. in Chromebooks and, yeah. and Google and, 
and the question that we're getting there, the value that was out was just amazing. What's great about these also is so then what we're doing is we're taking that video and we're ripping the audio from it and throwing it up as a bonus episode on Teach Better Talk podcast. So that is being added. We, we still have our two uh, interviews every week plus five bonus episodes. So you're actually getting seven episodes of Teach Better Talk right now a week. Uh, we are then taking that video also and putting it up on our YouTube channel as well, which is youtube.com slash teach better team. So um, I know you mentioned that you were just watching it. I'm not sure if you watch it on YouTube or if you're in the group, you can always go to the videos tab and find all the old videos and, and go back and watch them. Because I think even outside of a pandemic and a crazy time like this, a lot of what is going on in those conversations in the mornings are really, really valuable in general. But uh, we're really focusing on what can we do to support uh, teachers and yeah. One of the ways is just, hey, we're here for you. You can ask questions or just listen or whatever. So, yeah, that's yeah. what's going on there. That's awesome. So, I know we touched on this last Aspire Mailbag. And the Teach Better 20 conference is accepting proposals. And I know you just yes. said that uh, before we even got on here that you were getting a bunch of proposals. But I just want to know, for those who may not have ever spoken at a conference, is that something that they can submit for a proposal? Absolutely, yeah. So... So we got pretty quiet uh, about the conference, you know, with everything going on. I promise we'll be bringing more details out soon. But we're trying, like I said, just keeping our focus on, on helping now, really pushing out uh, the event right now. Uh, but one thing we've got a lot of questions on is is whether or not we were open proposals. So yeah. we did open proposals as planned. We we're going to leave them open longer because we're not talking about it as much. So we we're originally going to close them at the end of April. We're actually keeping them open through through uh probably into may or through may at this point um but yeah we actually i actually think that our conference is a great conference for people who have never spoken at conferences before it's a smaller conference by design we're very 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 much focused on the atmosphere the culture of family and love and connections and friendship and stuff there so it's a great place for you to come and kind of test your chops out um you're gonna get nothing but positivity with feedback good feedback for you but also like pick me up, we gotcha. Um, it's it's all about that. What's really great, we we really focus on the uh, the networking side, so you can come out of that day before on Thursday night and network. So then you're gonna know all the people when you get there anyway, so you're gonna feel more comfortable and do it. But yes, even if you've never spoken before, get over there teachbetterconference.com. You can absolutely submit. Like please do. Um, we I actually love the fact that we had. At the, at the first conference this past November, we had people who speak all over the country, all over the world. Yep. And we had people who had literally never spoken in front of people before. Yep. Um, and it was great. So, yes, uh, appreciate you bringing that up. But those are open. Um, and absolutely, if you've never spoken before, come share your story. That's what we want. So. Definitely check out the Facebook Live each morning for the drop-ins. And then if you are interested in, in the Teach Better conference as far as speaking, make sure that you go on teachbetter.com and look for that teachbetter20 and submit your proposals and then also make sure that you're signing up for the conference because I will yeah. say that it was one of the, the most fun conferences I've been at and I think the connection piece that you guys set up was was really the the reason that the conference was so impactful. We're doing some cool stuff this year working we're, we're more in the city of Akron we're actually working with the Akron partnership to bring the city more into everything. So there's going to be some really cool things going on, I think. So it's going to be great. And Josh will be there with the podcast. So <laughs> I will be there and hopefully I can get the amazing Jeff Gargas to sit down for a short little bit and maybe we can do something with the Aspire mail back while we're there too. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, Gargas, as usual, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Appreciate you having me on, man.